figure out what each other's strengths and weaknesses are and kind of let that person take the lead. And then we just kind of provide support and understand that they see things through a different lens. I see things through a different lens. And so we're not always going to see eye to eye, but that's okay. We can still make it work and we can still see, you know, the perspective of the other person. Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I have been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Welcome into another episode of The Render Podcast. I am here with a friend of mine, Jasmine Pather, and I'm excited to have her on the episode today because we are going to be talking about um, something that I think some of our listeners also do, which is working with your spouse. And so I'm excited to have her on. I do not work with my spouse, so I don't really have a leg to stand on with this. And so I'm excited to have her in. So Jasmine, welcome into the episode. Will you tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and maybe a little bit of your background? Sure thing. First of all, thank you for having me, Kim. I'm excited to be here. Um, again, my name is Jasmine Pather. I am COO of Photo Booth International. Um, we have been, my husband and I started this business um, in 2012 uh, as a rental company, and that later evolved into a manufacturing company, which we now help people start their own photo booth rental company. Um, some of my background is I never knew anything about entrepreneurship until I actually joined him in the business a few years after uh Photo Booth Dallas was born, which is our rental company. So everything I've learned, it's been to tr- through trial and error, and it's been great to, you know, uh, look back and and think of how far we've come in such a short time. So I'm excited to be here because, like you said, I think uh, working with your spouse is a topic that um, has a, a lot of mixed um, reactions. Some people are like, mm-hmm. no, you should never work with your spouse, never, never. And then you have other people that are like, no, yeah, it can be a great thing. So I'm here to hopefully share my perspective and, you know, hopefully uh, share my advice on anyone, you know, for anyone that's thinking about uh, joining uh, forces with their spouse. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you on. Now, if I remember correctly, you were in corporate America before, and was it six or seven years ago, you decided Mm -hmm. to step away from that and go full-time into the business with your husband. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Awesome. So did your husband have the business before you stepped in, or did you guys decide to start the business as you stepped away from your corporate job? So I, I misspoke. He started the, the rental business with um, a partner, a different partner at that time in 2012. Oh, and nice. uh, about a year or so after that, um, they had a big falling out. And um, Josh, my husband, bought him bought out his his partner. And he was kind of at a point where he he grew the rental business to six figures in one year. So That's it incredible. grew incredibly fast. And so with that came a lot of growing pains. And so 
I, at the time, was a pharmacy tech um, at a chain uh, pharmacy, and then I went on to a private pharmacy. But that's all that I really ever had done was pharmacy tech. And I was coming home crying. <laughs> like mm. It got to a point where I was coming home crying almost every day, and I was just complaining about management, and, and there was favoritism, and um, they weren't being um, fair to everyone. They're, they had their favorite uh, technicians that they, they favored. And, you know, I just got to a point where I was just very unhappy at my job. And I was coming home crying. And he, he got to a point where he said, well, why don't you just leave the pharmacy world and then come join forces with me? Because I'm having a hard time keeping good people on staff. And I know you're going to show up on time. I know you're not mm -hmm. going to tell me you're sick and call in. And so um, what do you think about that? And so for me, that was, that was probably the biggest risk for me. Uh, I just thought, well, at that time, we were just engaged. Um, mm -hmm. And we had been living together and everything, but we weren't married yet. And I just thought, well, what's the worst that can happen? If it doesn't work out, I can essentially just go back to being a pharmacy tech and just go back to what I know and no big deal. Um, so yeah, that was actually the, the, the moment um, where we made that shift and I decided to leave uh, pharmacy world and go ahead and join forces with him. Yeah. I imagine that probably was pretty stressful because when you were leaving something that you knew and going into something that you probably didn't know a ton about other than the hearsay from your husband or your fiance at the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be stressful as well. I know that when I hired my first team member, it was stressful because I had been doing everything up until that point. And then I was like, oh crap, I need more help. Um, and so started hiring people. And so I assume that your husband was, or fiance at the time, sorry, was probably under the stress of business being growing and at a faster rate than mm -hmm. what had been previously. Mm -hmm. And so with that stress and then um, just a stressful situation in general, what did that feel like? Was there tension that started when that happened? I feel like I hear so many times when um, a couple starts working together that there's just tension and then you're carrying it into your household and then um, you're just talking about work all the time and you have nothing else to talk about. And so take me through what that looked like if you're comfortable with it and yeah, what that maybe looked like for you. Because I'm assuming that some of our listeners who are in the same situation probably have gone through some of those same stressful situations. And so sometimes resonating with that can help um, in understanding and such. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to be straight up uh, with everyone and say, it hasn't been easy, you know? <laughs> and I think nothing worthwhile is easy. So you do have to work at it. Uh, communication is the biggest factor. So like you said, um, taking a look at both sides, his, his perspective was like, I need relief. I need help. I need, uh, assistance in, in growing this business. And then from my perspective, it was okay. I'm going into a whole new world that I know nothing about. I have mm -hmm. to kind of, um, adapt as fast as I can and see where I can fit in and see how I can, I can help him. And, um, the biggest challenge for us in the very beginning, I have to say was kind of, he is a total type D personality when it comes like if you're familiar with Tony Robbins disc tests, mm -hmm. he's a total D and I'm like total opposite, which is like a high I and C. Now explain and that for a second for those who might not know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, sure. So basically, um, you do this, it, it's kind of like Enneagram, um, where you take this test, and it, there's no right or wrong answers, you go through the um, exam, and it, it'll ask you kind of scenario based questions, and you just rate like, how likely is that you or, you know, where do you fall on, you know, on that scale. And at the end, it tells you, based on the answers that you've provided, it tells you, what, um, I guess, personality type you fall under. And this assessment also gives you kind of your motivators, what your biggest fears are. And it also gives you uh, communication tips, like with when it comes to people wanting to communicate with you. And so he's a high D, which means that he's a very, um, he's like a leader, total leader, total visionary. He's all (laughs) about data, action, um, he's very straight up and blunt and very, a little bit too honest at times. So I'm <laughs> assuming me, like I, if he was an Enneagram, he'd probably be an Enneagram three is what yeah. I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> I only know because I'm an Enneagram three and that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you mentioned that previously. So yeah, yeah he, he would be equivalent to uh, a three on Enneagram and, and I am actually more of a very patient person. I'm more analytical. I don't take, I don't make decisions really quickly like he does. I, um, I think about risk. I'm a people person. Um, I'm, I'm a peacemaker. So we're total <laughs> opposites when it comes to right. this, right? And so, so you're an Enneagram nine, I'm going to assume, which yes. is a peacekeeper. <laughs> yep, I'm a nine. And so as you can imagine knowing that, I mean, we're total opposites when it comes to that. And so in the beginning, it was very much like I walked into chaos, honestly, there was no process, there was no procedures, there was there was no nothing, right. And even though I was new to the entrepreneur world, I knew, okay, again, we were doing photo booth rentals back in 2012. And I joined the business in 2014. So he didn't have a process for like, preparing each booth as it was going out for an event and um, he didn't have uh, he didn't have a a checkpoint you know um, when it came to talking to a new customer and and what their needs were going to be and what their event would require and is it a wedding and is there a theme and are there specific props we need to bring and so I told him you need a checklist like we need to have a checklist for when we prepare for an event and we should actually assign like prop bins to each booth and we should actually be testing like everything and he and I said do you test everything before the booth goes out and he was like no (laughs) no it just goes out and so that's when I realized, okay, there's a lot of things here that I can actually bring value to. And knowing that kind of gave me a boost, right? Because I was really questioning like, hmm, is this really the right thing for me? Am I actually going to be able to help him? And um, that made me feel good knowing like, okay, he doesn't have these things in place. He obviously didn't think about them because that's not his strength. Mm-hmm. So I can add value by creating structure and organization in this way. Um, now the challenge came when a scenario would come up, like, I don't know, dealing with an upset customer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, right? Which is already a stressful situation. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, uh, upset customer, they're not happy with the pictures or whatever the case is, and they're asking for some sort of refund. So this is where Josh and I would bump heads a lot because, again, I'm a peacemaker, <laughs> And he's like, no, I don't let anyone push me around. This is my business. 
um, and and they're just overreacting and you know they're they're blowing things out of proportion. So this is where we would clash and we would have different points of view as to how we should handle the situation. And and the upset customer is just an example, right? Sometimes mm. it was. Um, managing an employee right or reprimanding an employee yeah. <laughs> and so that's where we really bumped heads and we had to learn to figure out what each other's strengths and weaknesses are and kind of let that person take the lead and then we just kind of provide support and understand that they see things through a different lens I see things through a different lens and so we're not always going to see eye to eye but that's okay. We can still make it work and we can still see, you know, the perspective of the other person and kind of, um, and at, at times bring up certain points, certain valid points that help you see the other person's perspective. And then you're like able to see, okay, you're right. I think I'm just a little, I don't like, um, I don't like making people upset, but I understand you're right. Like we can't let, you know, one customer kind of bring us down when it comes mm-hmm. to this situation or whatnot. So, yeah, I feel like what you're saying there can really be applied to any situation, whether it's your spouse who's working with you or if you have a team member that's working with you or really when you're dealing with people in general, there's mm-hmm. going to be different perspectives. There's going to be difference of opinions and how to handle situations. And so what you're saying as far as listening and truly understanding from their perspective really can be applied to any situation with people Definitely. in general. And so yeah. if you're listening to this as a listener and you're like, well, I don't really you know, work with my husband or work with my spouse or whoever, well, this can be applied with anyone. It could be applied to working with a wedding planner, or it could be mm-hmm. applied to working with a DJ or anyone who does business with you and is a human, which is everyone, unless mm-hmm. you're working with your dog or something. But um, yeah, you can really apply what you're saying to any situation. So for those listening, please make sure that you're really listening to this and not viewing it from the lens of just being with your spouse. Definitely. That's a great point. We actually use um, those DISC profile tests um, for any onboarding employee, new Mm -hmm. employee that we are bringing on. It helps us see, you know, what their strengths are, kind of how they perceive the world through their lens and um, helps us kind of fill in the blanks. Um, We realize that you want to hire different personalities for different roles that you, that you need in your company, right? So mm-hmm. um, maybe a, a personality such as mine would be great for customer service because we come across as very empathetic, very understanding. Um, we put ourselves in, in the shoes of the customer while someone like Josh, you know, a high D wouldn't necessarily work out too well in that type <laughs> of role. So those are just some things to consider when, you know, if you're thinking about this uh, from a different perspective and not just... Um, spouse working together. Yeah, we do the same thing. We just do the Enneagram test instead, which certainly you can use any type of personality quiz or test you want. Mm -hmm. You can use 16 personalities, the DISC test, Enneagram. I mean, there's probably plenty out there Mm -hmm. to choose, but pick one and roll with it. And that's helped us so much as a business when we onboard new team members. Mm -hmm. And we have everybody on our team do it all the way down to our delivery crews, because then we're going to know, hey, who really feels comfortable leading out and being Mm -hmm. a delivery lead 
and who's more, you know, adaptable to being as an assistant and helping out or being the driver or, or really whatever it is. But yeah. I think you need to also take it a step further and also see what are they good at? What do they have a desire for? Because all Enneagram fours or all Enneagram nines or whatever you are, or all high Ds or all, you know, whatever you are on any test there is. <laughs> You also, like, not all fours are the same. Not all threes are the same. Not all high Ds are the same. And so also taking the perspective of, hey, what else are they good at? What do they have a passion for is a great thing to do. And I especially think it's so good whether you're working with your spouse or not, knowing what their personality is and really having a full understanding. And really with all the personality tests, you can go do more research and see you know, read more about it and learn more about it. And gosh, go to Instagram and you could probably find a million different little scenarios and little graphics about that personality. But, you know, I think it can go for employees, your spouse. Gosh, even if you have kids, do it for your kids too. It could help yeah. in so many different relationships that you have in your life, whether it's friendly or, or you know, romantically. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think that's great advice to, to look, look further than just, you know, work. <laughs> I yeah. think it can definitely help families, like, especially when it comes to teenage um, kids. I don't have kids yet, but I know how hard I made my mom's <laughs> life growing up. And so I'm sure that if she would have had a tool like this and she would have maybe, I would have felt more understood and vice versa. So yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I'm sure my mom could have definitely handled all I'm, I grew up with three brothers. So with four kids, if she knew all of our personality tests and if we knew our parents' personality <laughs> types yeah. too, gosh, I'm sure it could have um, made parenting easier or, you know, who knows? Um, well, tell me two things. I want to know what one of the hardest parts of working with your partner is. And then I also want to know what one of the best and sweetest parts of working with your partner. Sure. So the hardest I would have to say is um, there's times when you can't switch off work, right? Especially mm -hmm. during right now, during this pandemic, there's been a lot of shift there. We've, we've had to put employees on a furlough. Some employees said they don't want to come back after furlough. So they've resigned. Um, we, we've had a lot of shifts and a lot of changes, right? And with that comes a lot of stress and um, we're constantly thinking about ways to pivot and how can we best serve our customers during this crazy time. And during a time like this, um, as, as much as I wish I could tell you guys that we stop work at six o'clock and then it's husband and wife time, that's mm -hmm. not the case. Um, right now is, is a time for even more focus, for even more um, brainstorming, for even more uh, discussion about what we need to do tomorrow, what we need to do next week, um, what what the future entails as far as like one month out, three months out, you know, year out. So we're having to be a lot more hands on during this time. And I have to say that that would be one of the hardest things, at least for me, from my perspective, because um, it can get overwhelming at times. It can honestly get overwhelming and um you you get to a point where you just feel like, okay, well, I don't feel like we are connecting on a husband and wife level. It's been all work, work, work. 
So there, there does come a lot of sacrifice with working with your spouse because um, the business is your baby. I mean, the, <laughs> if the business is at the top of the priority because of um, unforeseen circumstances like, like we are right now, then you have to be willing to make the sacrifice. And so that can be a bit challenging at times, just feeling like, okay, I'm not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> mm-hmm. and just kind of staying focused and, um, you know, giving yourself a bit of grace too, because when you're under stress and you're working together, it can be very easy for you to snap on each other. And so yeah. that's happened plenty of times during the last few months. And we have to kind of take a step back and just realize, okay, we are each under different amounts of stress and we each handle things very differently. And so we need to take a step back and we need to acknowledge that and we need to give each other grace. And so um, I would say that's the hardest part. You know, there's times when you can't shut it off and um, there's times when you feel alone. Um, I don't have um, very many friends that are in the same situation that I'm in, right? Working with a spouse. Mm -hmm. So there's conversation and there's topics that I can't, I can bring up, but they're not going to hundred percent relate to me. And so Mm. um, I've had to, luckily I've been a part of um, some great conferences and I've met other amazing women that work with their spouse. So um, when I get to meet women that, that are in the same situation as me, it's like, Oh my God, like you're my soul sister, (laughs) you know, you know, the challenges and you know, the struggle. And when I've been able to talk to them and really communicate um, kind of some of the struggles, I've learned that it's very common. Like I'm not the only one. (laughs) And it just, it gives me a sense of peace knowing, okay, it's worth it. It's yes, not, not everybody can do it, but um, at least I have, I know that there's other women that are on the same boat and, and we have each other. Yeah. I imagine it can be so difficult. I know that I've had people on my team before who were married to each other and um, I can only assume that it was very difficult. And, um, you know, they would mention, you know, we just talk about work all the time. <laughs> we talk about work at work. We talk about work over dinner. We talk about mm-hmm. work as we're going to sleep and as we're waking mm-hmm. up. And, you know, it can be unhealthy to do that. I know that me being an Enneagram three, I thrive on work. I want to work all the time because I, I'm good at it. And, um, I get a lot of affirmation at work and I, um, you know, that's something that brings me joy in building something from nothing and in seeing it thrive. However, there has to be boundaries around it. And, and, and it can be tough, especially during this time. I have, um, a couple friend of ours who are in our small group and they um, own a linen rental company here locally. And uh, he does most of the business side of things and she um, is a supportive role, but they both co-own the business together. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, she ended up taking a step back because it was just getting really unhealthy for them, mm-hmm. which is great. I'm so glad that she realized that and had the uh, courage to step back when it was getting unhealthy. But mm-hmm. recently their business as all event businesses and all uh, small businesses in general, whether you're in the events world or not, are all struggling. We're all struggling so much to 
make the bills and pay our employees and stay afloat. And she's had to jump back into the business. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is that I believe that she's understood like, hey, this is how it got to an unhealthy place. And so we're not going to do that again. Mm -hmm. Um, But during this time of COVID and, and sheltering and in one of the toughest seasons, I think any business will go through. It's tough to not sink back to what feels normal and what feels um, like a good thing, which is talking about it and keeping your business afloat and being in this mindset of survival mode. Um, mm-hmm. But just creating little moments and in, in places of impact that you can step away and be a couple again and and be partners in life not just in business is a good thing. I'm sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. I can agree more. Um, we, we do typically have this um, rule in place. That's like, okay, once we're in bed, don't bring up work <laughs> or, you know, let's not talk about dinner. Um, and we were, we were still having a hard time um, keeping that promise um, mainly my husband, because again, he's an Enneagram three. And like you just mm-hmm. said, you guys thrive off of work, like productivity and advancing mm-hmm. and, and whatever goals you've set. And so like, even when we're on vacation camp, it's, we're on the beach and I'm totally unplugged. I'm like the sound of the waves, <laughs> the, the birds in the sky, and he's on his phone and he's like, you know, talking about business or connecting with someone or checking email. And I tell him, don't you just want to just unplug? He's like, no, this is fine. He's like, I'm happy. I'm on the beach, but I can still do a little (laughs) bit of work. And I'm just like, this man is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) There's no other explanation. He's crazy. And so I resonate with that a little bit. It's, it's tough. (laughs) However, I will say that I've finally gotten to a place where taking a vacation without my computer is something that actually can happen. <laughs> nice. But it was nice. tough to get there. It was really tough to get there <laughs> because like you said, your husband is, is thrives on work and enjoys it and is it's fun. And, and the people that we get to connect with like vendors and our clients sometimes become friends as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that saying frienders. And so sometimes it's like talking to my best friends when I'm talking to vendors, I'm talking about work. <laughs> yeah. um, but my husband, who's also an Enneagram nine, um, will have to say like, hey, can you get off your phone? Like we're trying to we're trying to be as a family right now and we're trying to, you know, just relax. Can you just get off yeah. your phone? And I'm like, yeah. oh, fine. Yes, I can get off my phone. <laughs> So I have to That's snap so myself out of that and um, and really, truly be present um, wherever I'm at. I love that you're a three and your husband's a nine, just like us. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, there's a few other couples I know who one is a three and one is a nine Mm -hmm. and, um, some people work together and some people have not. And it's, it's funny to see (laughs) the relation. Like, as you've been talking, I'm like, yep, I totally know what she's talking about because that's exactly how we are. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know um, I just kind of went on a, I feel like uh, I talked about several reasons why it's hard, right? But um, with that being said, there's definitely lots of great things that come from working together. Um, I would say that the biggest thing is um, just knowing that we have each other's back, right? Like Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about (laughs) 
one of us not showing up or not putting our full energy into the business because at the end of the day, it's our livelihood. And Mm -hmm. we know that we are 100% responsible for the success of the business. And so knowing that we have each other's back is uh, really great and um, makes us feel secure in that. And it also, um, working together, even though we're so opposite, just like we just said right now, opposites attract. That's why you're with a nine. That's why you're with a peacemaker Mm. because he brings that balance that you need at times. Uh, When you're just so focused on going, 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 he's there to remind you, hey, Cam, take a break. Like it's okay for you to take a break. (laughs) And so you add a different perspective and you add value in that sense, right? Um, When Josh is so focused on a goal, it's easy for him to overlook some of the um, possible risks or possible um, things that could go wrong. And so I don't, I don't consider myself to be um, a pessimist, but at all, I just consider myself to be a realist. And so whenever he approaches me with this grand idea and I perceive a lot of risk, I am good at identifying some of the things that maybe he didn't think about to begin with. So mm-hmm. I might make him think a little bit more. And um, for the most part, I would say um, I've helped him avoid, you know, <laughs> what could have been some, you know, like catastrophes yeah. or could have been a bad move. And it's all because it's like shiny object syndrome gets yeah. so excited about something. And he's like, you know, he only sees the, the the possibility and that can be such a great strength, but also weakness at the same time, because he doesn't take time to like slow down and really consider, okay, well, did I consider this, this, and this, and what about this? And so I add that element to the, to the relationship and the business. And so there's been times where he comes back and he's like, yeah, you know what? I slept on it and you're right. Like, it's not the right move for us at this time. Um, or you're right, I didn't consider that situation or that scenario. And so it's nice to know that, okay, um, yeah, I'm not the risk taker he is, and we only need one of those. (laughs) We're perfectly fine where we're at and um, vice versa. He um, helps me see things from a different lens. And um, when I'm being too cautious or too afraid to take the risk, he points out all the reasons why it, it can work. And so I'm able to Um, do things that I didn't previously think I could do. Um, He's been like my number one supporter ever since we've been together. And so he believed in me before I believed in myself. (laughs) And so I think that we do bring a lot of those great qualities out of each other working together. That's awesome. And, And same thing even in marriage or even in dating, you know, you typically have one who's maybe the spender and one who's the saver. And you have one that likes to make decisions fast and one who likes to make decisions slow. And so I think the same type of yin and yang in a relationship can also be really beneficial in a business too and and possibly save you, like you said, from some business decisions that um, may have been well intended and great mm-hmm. thoughts, but logistically um, may not have worked out as well. And so I think having that person that one you can trust that is going to have your best intention at heart and not be just, you know, shutting something down because of insecurities, but 
really truly thinking about, hey, I love this person and I want the best for this person. And so I'm going to give them my true thoughts because they deserve that. So I think that's really cool that you guys have that connection and have that type of of relationship that you can have that honest conversation Mm -hmm. with each other. Definitely. Yeah. There's times where we're too honest with each other and our ego (laughs) gets hurt. (laughs) But again, just kind of taking a step back, we'll kind of take a break from each other and we come back. We're like, you're right. It was just my ego or I was being too proud, but you're right. And so we humble each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the best things about marriage and relationships is that you can really humble each other and see from a different perspective, maybe mm-hmm. something that wasn't intended the way that it came out. Definitely. Well, that's awesome. Well, before we wrap up, I would love to ask you a question that I think people might be thinking in their heads, but what would be your best advice for a couple either starting to work together or have been working together for a while? What is your best advice for them to really thrive in this relationship? in the workplace? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I have several several tips for any listeners out there that are contemplating making this move. So I think number one would be determine each other's strengths, right? Like actually sit down and have a meeting, discuss strengths. And, you know, if you've never taken a personality test, pick one, take it, and then talk about your results together. Um, take a look at your motivators, take a look at what um, your fears are, and take a look at how one can best communicate with your personality type. And I think that regardless of if you're in a um, business together, uh, that's a great exercise as a couple anyway. But I think that would allow for a lot of clarity as to, okay, well, um, it shows here you don't like confrontation while I can be very confrontational. So let's talk about what that would mean in regards to business, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, in the past, um, you've worked at a call center and I worked at a pharmacy. So what characteristics or what work qualities would we each be bringing to the table? And just being really honest and just being you know, honest and and vulnerable and raw with each other and bringing up things that maybe are are uncomfortable and saying, well, this is what I'm scared of. I want to go all in the business with you because I think together we can really build it up and we can take it to another level. But here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried Mm -hmm. that we're not going to um, make time for ourselves as a, as a couple and it's going to be all about business and then you know then you kind of start that dialogue and you're able to discuss some of the ways that maybe you can avoid that and so having that honest upfront conversation I think is really helpful and then of course um, earlier I mentioned that there was a time where we, our goal was, okay, after this certain time, we're not going to talk about work. It's going to be husband and wife time. Um, Just know that, you know, as much as each of you wants that, there's going to be times, unexpected times where, you know, you might have to make some sacrifices. So as long as you're willing to sacrifice some of that time to, you know, work on a bigger issue at hand in regards to the business, then you're not kind of setting yourself up for failure. As long as you know that that's a possibility 
And although that's not what you want, there might be a time when the business might demand more of your time. And it just kind of depends on where you're at. And then, of course, um, the last tip I have would be um, to have weekly meetings with your spouse. Um, Discuss goals for the week. Um, We have our meeting every Sunday after we eat breakfast. And we'll discuss a few things. We'll talk about what went well the week before, um, what our challenges were, how we can help each other. And more importantly, we set new goals and and, uh, expectations for the week. And again, we ask ourselves, okay, how can I help you achieve this? And, you know, I'm going to need a little bit of assistance here, or I'm going to need your support in completing this task because that's not really my strength. And from there, you're able to kind of plan your day according to those um, weekly goals or tasks that you set out for each other. So we primarily focus on business, but what we started to do recently is also discuss personal goals (laughs) because we realize that's very important as well. So um, for example, one of my goals this week is to work out three times a week. And so he said, okay, I'm going to make sure to remind you (laughs) that you six 30, you're going to, you know, go to the garage and start your workout no excuses. I was like, okay, thanks. So keeping each other accountable like that is really awesome. So I think that that would be my advice is number one, determine each other's strengths. Uh, Number two, have a really honest conversation with each other about fears and expectations and job duties and have a clear clear role in mind for each other. And then three, um, be flexible. (laughs) Know that there's going to be times where the business will have to take lead and, and that's okay. It'll go back to normal once you handle the stressor or the situation at hand. And then four would be, um, again, having uh, weekly meetings to further communicate goals and expectations for your upcoming week. Those are awesome tips. And really, I think those tips are great regardless of if you work with your partner or not. They really yeah. can be applied to life in general in your relationship. So thanks so much for one, giving us reminders for that. And two, um, just really explaining it thoroughly. I think that's really important. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been great to kind of share my story. And I hope that, um, you know, if someone's thinking about it, I can hopefully I've shared something that has inspired them to either Um, pull the trigger or, you know, decide, well, maybe this is not right for me and that's okay. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for being on the podcast today. I am excited for our listeners to hear all about it. And for those who are listening, who want to stay in touch with you and get to know you a little bit further than just this episode, where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? What's the best place to do that? Sure. So um, they can find me on Instagram. My handle is Jasmine, J-A-Z as in zebra, M-I-N-E dot P as in Paul, 89. And um, feel free to also follow our business, our Photo Booth International page, which is uh, Photo Booth I-N-T. And that's also on Instagram. Awesome. And you have a podcast as well. Tell them about that. Yeah, so um, we have a Photo Booth International podcast, and um, our focus is also kind of within the event um, event rental uh, niche, such as, um, you know, this podcast here. And we discuss all things, you know, business, um, mindset, sales, marketing, 
um, anything you can think of. So be sure to look us up and we're on um, 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 Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Photo Booth International Podcast. Awesome. We will link to all of that in our show notes. So definitely check out those show notes. It's so glad to have you today, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Remember, we are here every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Apple and Spotify. But if you want to join us over in the Instagram world at The Render Podcast, we would love that. We like to catch you up on what's coming up next. And if you didn't know, we will show up live on Fridays at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time to unpack this episode just a bit further. We also just genuinely want to connect with you. So I want to see you over there on Instagram. But hey, if you liked this episode, would you mind leaving a quick review on Apple? Apple likes to see it when their listeners engage by leaving a review so more can hear about this podcast. So right now I'm asking you to leave a quick review. I'd also love to see what you're loving about this podcast and what you want to hear more of. So mention that while you're there. See you soon, friend, in another episode on The Render Podcast.